This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter two, and we're finishing the chapter. It is, it is, it's, a, it's a time where Moses is transitioning and God is preparing. And that is always the case. God is always making preparations for the next things that are happening in our lives. The last three ver- verses of this book are, they just draw us back to exactly what God is always up to. And if you're out there wondering, you're praying, you're seeking out God, and you're trying to figure out exactly what's going on, I would say to you that these verses speak speak loudly to what God's up to, what God's acting out, what God's thinking. It says in verse 23 of chapter 2, Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Notice, God is operating within time. And notice that as time goes on, things change. Things are always changing. So many times in life, people, when they're in certain situations, when they're dealing with certain matters, when they're struggling through life's problems and difficulties, their thought is that nothing's ever going to change. This is going to be this way all the time. I'm going to have to deal with this all the time. My life is just a mundane, continual day after day. I feel like it's Groundhog Day. If you'll remember that movie where the guy wakes up every morning and it's Groundhog Day. He's there in Tawny Field and up in Pennsylvania, and he's trying to cover it as a newscaster. He's in, in all actuality, it's a terrible gig. And each day he wakes up and it's the same day over and over again. So many times we feel that way. But the truth is, if you look around, things change all the time. Things are always running over. In fact, nothing seems to remain the same. The only thing that may remain the same is your mindset. And your mindset keeps you locked into, well, to the situation you usually find yourself in. Your mindset oftentimes holds you in to where you can't be changed. And remember, God's changing time. He's also supposed to be growing and maturing you. But he only grows us through one one avenue. And you need to understand that. He only grows us through the avenue of faith. If we're not willing to trust God, and remember, that's what that word means. And I say it all the time. If we're not willing to trust God, that's what faith is. If we're not willing to trust God in our present circumstances, if we're not willing to trust God in the situation we find ourselves in, if we're not willing to trust God in in what's going on around us, you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on who he is. You're going to miss out on what he does. You're going to miss out on how life is, is changing, is becoming more, is giving you new opportunities, is opening new doors. You're going to miss out on that. 
And by the way, the king that was before Moses, the one that knew Moses, the one who Moses had grown up in his household, the one who wanted to kill Moses after he killed the Egyptian, that one, what did he do? He died. Things changed. Things changed in Egypt. Notice, it says, then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage. Notice, after that, the new king steps up and he's worse than the previous king as far as how he's treating the children of Israel. And they're groaning under his bondage. And each day for them is terrible. It's a terrible day. For Moses, it's not as bad. Moses is in the wilderness, sure, but he's got a family. He's got a new job. He's got a position of importance in a household of relative great wealth for the area. It's not great wealth for Egypt, but it's definitely great wealth for the area. And he is, in many ways, prospering. But the people of Israel are not prospering. They're in bondage. They're in, They're continuing to be tied to the slave master, the Egyptian slave master. And they groan because of the bondage. They're struggling because of that bondage. And they cried out. Now, <clears throat> that's one thing that's for sure important. If you're gonna if you're gonna have an active growing faith, you gotta cry out to God. You gotta deal with God. You gotta be direct with God. You gotta work, you gotta work out God's plan. And the only way to work out God's plan is to to know his plan, to seek him out in his plan. What are you doing in this situation, God? Why are you doing this in my life? Why is this working out the way you've got it working out today? And they cried out to God, we're in bondage, we're in slavery, we're struggling. Uh, by the way, you don't cry out if you don't have an expectation that there is hope for change. You don't cry out unless there's a chance that things might be different. And that's exactly what's necessary. The realization that in every situation, change can happen. And in every situation, good things can come about if we trust God. If we seek God out in the situation, if we seek God out in the moment, he says, it says the children of Israel groaned because of their bondage and they cried out and their cry came up to God because of their bondage. Notice God's listening. It says God heard their groaning. God understood their situation. God wanted it to change. He wanted there to be a difference in your life. And by the way, if you're in the middle of just total struggle, total difficulty, total hurt, total what seems to be nothing ever changing or nothing ever becoming better, God's not being glorified in that. God's wanting to bring his glory by the change in that. He's not being glorified by your absolute abject misery and not recognizing who he is. He wants you to recognize who he is. He wants to be seen in the situation. He wants to He wants to make a difference. He wants to move in that problem. And that doesn't mean he's going to change it today. That doesn't mean he's going to change it tomorrow. But that does mean that God does, God, God hears you. And God wants to make himself known. That's what it means to be glorified. He wants to make himself known in your life. And in the circumstances, in the situation that you're in. And so he does hear our groaning. He does hear our cry. He does hear our concerns. And he wants to step in and make a difference. He wants to change your perspective so that he can begin to change your position. And, and it, it does require you to change your perspective. You've got to get this. It's not he's just going to save you in the midst of it. He's got to save you in the midst of your faith. And so your perspective has to be that things can change. Your perspective has to be that in the midst of all this change, I can find my purpose. I can find 
some uh, a relief. I can't find some hope. I can't find where I'm going to feel like I'm a part of something, that I'm making a difference, that I'm, I have a life to live. I have a life to, to work out in my own heart. That, that kind of stuff is required. You have to come to the place where you realize that God is doing big work for you. He is doing big things in your life. And you gotta, you have to come to that realization and expect it. And if you don't expect it, then you don't have any faith. And if you don't have any faith, it's going to be real difficult. It's going to be real difficult for God to move in a mighty way. Real difficult because he cannot act in your unbelief. I want you to hear me today. It's not that God in his infinite power can't act. And that's not what we're talking about. God does not cause man to sin. And anything that's not of faith is sin. The Bible says anything that's not of faith is sin. Why? Because faith is the only way I can access God's will. It's the only way I can have access to who he is and what he's doing. And anything that's not according to his will is sin. So the only way for me to access God's will and God's plan is to act in faith. It's the, it's the key to unlock the door of God's will is my faith. If that's the key that gets me to God's will and anything that's not God's will, well, is sin, then, then if I don't use the key of faith, then there's no way to get to his will and there's no way to get out of sin. You following me? And he's not going to act with you not using the key to his will. He's not going to act in such a way that would cause you to continue to act outside of his will. He's not going to do that because that's causing you to sin. That's enabling your sin. God is not going to do that. He's not going to enable your sin. He requires that you use the key of faith to trust him, that relationship that I know you, I've heard your word, I believe upon it and I'm acting upon it. Those actions of faith are required. They're absolutely required in order for God to move. And so in some ways, you're going to have to begin to faith God in the matter that you're in. You're going to have to expect God in the matter that you're in. You're going to have to have that. And it is a mindset change. It is a mindset change. I can't overemphasize this. It is a determination in your own heart and mind that I am going to trust God in the matter that I'm dealing with today. I am going to trust God. And if you do that, if you do that, God acts. God moves. If you don't do that, it's impossible to please him. It's impossible to see where he's moving. It's impossible to join him in that movement. And so you're going to remain in the same place at the same time, all the time, until you decide to start operating in faith. No way to get around it. No, I can't overemphasize this enough. There is not a plan B. Are you with me? Coach, call another play. No, he's not. He's not calling another play. There's no way out. Can we get another game plan in here? No, you can't. There's only one game plan. It's God's game plan. That's the only one that's going to give you hope. That's the only one that's going to give you direction. That's the only one going to hedge you where God's going. It's the only way to do it. And you've got to, in your heart, in your mind, 
come to the place where you trust God and you haven't, remember that faith, hope, trust, believe. We've already been dealing with faith and trust. Believe is, believe that he's got a will, he's at work, you got to believe that. And then that word hope is an anxious expectation. You've got to live your life regularly in an anxious expectation that God's going to bring about what he has promised and what he is working out in your life. He who began a good work in me will bring it to its completion. And you've got to believe that. That's the, it's the only way to get there. It's the only way to get there. God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant. Now notice God hears, God remembers his covenant. God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God's still at work. God's not forgotten anything. God's not, God's not showing up. He's showing up. He's at work in his creation all the time. The only one that's not showing up is you. If you're not believing, if you're not anxiously expecting, the only one not showing up is you. And so it says God heard their groaning. They cried out to God. God heard it. God remembered his covenant, meaning when they got to the place where they were ready to walk in that covenant, God was ready to walk them through it. He was ready to put them in a position where they knew him and they heard him. He, he was, he's acting. And it says, he says, he remembers his covenant. Notice with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we're talking about 400 years later where you're going, that's in the Bible. And everybody remembers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It was 400 years ago. We haven't even been a nation close to 400 years and, and don't act like everything is remembered 400 years ago around here. It's not, we can't even remember what the declaration of independence says and live by that 275, 300 years ago. And don't act like it's just something new and something wild and different. We're just at 250 years and we can't remember that. And so I would say to you that God remembers everything that he said and everything that he's planned and everything that he's foretold. Jesus fulfilled 300, over 300 prophecies of the Old Testament. God remembered every one of them and made sure it worked out exactly in Jesus's life so that he could fulfill every one of them. And God's plans for you are the same way. He's got great plans for you. Remember, he's got plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. He's got those all out there for you, and they're right there ready for you. And uh, they go back to past promises that he's made generations and centuries before and millennia before. It goes back 2,000 years to Jesus himself. He is the fulfillment of God's plan for the universe, and he's the fulfillment of God's plan for you. And I would say to you that... God is ready and willing to bring about his purposes for you, but he has got to teach you to trust him in that matter. You with me? He's got to teach you to trust him in that matter. And it says, and God looked upon the children of Israel and God acknowledged them, meaning God put a plan into action. When they cried out, he put a plan into action. He acknowledged that they were, they were hurting. He acknowledged that they were struggling. He acknowledged that they needed to deliver. He acknowledged that, uh, that life needed to change for them. He acknowledged that the slavery of Egypt was not a way to live. It's not a way to live. And uh, he heard them and he acted. And we're going to see that next chapter. That's what the next chapter is all about, him acting. And so I would say to you today, I know you oftentimes when we start on a Monday morning, 
we we got a struggle week going on. We we order up the struggle bus to come pick us up, and we're just going to struggle through life with little expectation of anything changing. You don't have to, and if you do, that's your own choice. You've made it for yourself. I'd say to you that God is constantly, regularly, actively at work, and he wants to be regularly active at work in your life. And if you will begin to operate in that word faith, that we that we trust God because we know him, that we believe God because he has been, he has fulfilled everything he's ever said and every word in his, in his revelation to us is his son, Jesus. And we can know that and, and we can anxiously expect that he is going to deliver us into his plan and his will and his way for his glory. And I would expect that for you too. May God bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he give you hope and peace today. In Jesus' name, amen. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today. In Jesus' name.